0: you're listening to the coffee podcast where our focus is people and our language is coffee i'm weston peterson
1: and i'm jesse hartman Wes brings the quality
0: and jesse brings the cafe
1: this week's episode do you even brew french press why are we doing this, Wes? That's the question. No, really, why? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the question. <laughs> so, as you guys know, I am not fond of the. Well, I wasn't fond of the French press. Spoilers,
0: right? As Jesse's proclaimed on the podcast, uh, you've been. Wh- what was your experience with French press like? I'd rather. What Burman- would be? What's where's your first experience with the French press?
1: Um, uh, wow. I don't remember the first one. I just, you know, I'm bad. I have literally bad taste in my mouth from French presses being done so wrong before. Um, and then maybe not even done so wrong, but done with coffee that was so over roasted before that. Sure. Maybe it was just ingrained in me. And even I've had coffee, like specialty coffee with French press in recent Past Is that right? That was not good. So for me, French press was very much like, you can't even brew a good cup in a French press.
0: Have you ever had a good cup resulting from the French press?
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, I have. I've had a phenomenal cup from the French press. Is that right? Uh, per tonight's
0: experiments. Okay. But before
1: tonight? Before tonight, no.
0: Okay. Uh, I The French press would be my second brewer, I think, of all time. And I had absolutely no idea how to brew coffee. You know, I had that little blade grinder uh, with pretty much over roasted coffee and kind of just grind it up and throw it in there. I knew nothing about uh, weighing whole bean and then like weighing out water or anything. I would just, you know, put a few scoops in fill it up to the line and hope for the best. A lot of time it would result in a very uh, uh, sooty uh, a lot of uh, what do you call that? It's like that oh, gritty, that gritty yeah. yeah. And that's what I thought of French press. And it wasn't until you know I really got into uh specialty coffee and the lighter roast profiles and the the pour overs, where I kind of just I didn't shun the French press. I just didn't ever see myself using it. Um, and this is why we're bringing it up.
1: Yeah, and that's. That's definitely a specific reason we're bringing it up. Uh, more broad reason we're going to be doing this series is because we have people out there like Jared who commented on our Libsyn, that's right, basically saying, "Hey, we'd like to hear more about brewing methods, more about home brewing." Um, yeah, and that's something we wanted to tackle. And I thought it was an appropriate thing to tackle French press first because I was extremely doubtful. Right, and I also know that like that's a lot of the time the first method people have in their home, the most available method people have uh, maybe at the stores to buy a French press. And so why not do French sure. press? So let's go to the start off. We use three coffees for this experiment and mind you the coffees are not, the way we talk about coffee is in relationship to the brew method, not to the coffees themselves. These coffees are extremely high quality. They're very tasty, very delicious. When we're speaking to Quality. We're talking about the French press method,
0: right? These results are uh, dependent on how we brewed the coffee.
1: So, for our first, um, actually, let's back up a little bit. Okay. What is the purpose of this experiment for you, Wes? What was uh, the purpose?
0: I think when we were talking about starting this series, uh, and you brought up the French press, I was pretty hesitant, and, and the reasoning behind it was. I don't know how to brew a french press.
1: Like, yeah, make it like taste I, good. I was
0: that pretty like pretty much that honest. I was like, dude, I don't think I could really tell you how to brew a good cup using the french press. So that's my goal or that was my goal for this uh for this series for this episode was to see how I could brew the best cup of coffee using a french press. As oh. Jesse stated, it's so uh available and even if you're not into specialty coffee i think a lot of people own a french press yeah
1: it's it's funny it's almost like a trophy in people's cabinets like you open anybody's cabinet in their home and it's almost like oh there's, there's a french, french press. press it's sure. literally collecting dust but there it is
0: yeah um, how about you what why uh
1: oh well, for me you know i i don't even think i was really Willing to give it a chance. I think mine was much more of proving the point that you can't make a good cup. Maybe sure, sure. I, I honestly before this really hated French press. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you'll learn, even from our first experiment, I was blown out of the water.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get. Let's uh talk about uh our method. So
1: our first experiment, the coffee of choice was uh, counter cultures, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong probably. Tororo, Papua New Guinea. Absolutely. Um. So the spec was 1 to 16 ratio, 320 grams in, yeah. or I'm, I'm sorry, 320 grams of water, 20 grams of coffee.
0: Uh, and just for me, I like the 1 to 16 ratio for an immersion uh, as opposed to stronger, such as like a 1 to 15, um, just kind of a weird, that's, that's why we chose right. the 1 to, 1 to 16 yeah, uh, we, ratio.
1: And granted, this isn't foolproof. You know, we changed some different variables. You have to remember as we speak to these things, it's we were focused on the
0: brew method itself. Absolutely. And how to produce a good cup. So if we could.
1: We did keep things very consistent. For That's example, right. we poured we pulled the uh kettle off boil for exactly fifty seconds every time. Yep. Um and we kept the grind size the same with the exception of the our final experiments, That's right. which uh, on the Baratza Encore we were at 26 which is a reasonable place for french press.
0: So if you don't know what a 26 looks like on the Baratza Encore, if you could visualize uh you know much coarser than what you'd use for a filter V60. I mean it seemed it was chunky looking at it. It right. looked chunky. It's, it's there's chaff and, but it wasn't like over the top. It didn't look like quarter beans, you know, in my hand, but it definitely was like wow, this has got some grit to it.
1: And if you know what finishing salt looks like, it's finer than that. It's somewhere in between finishing salt and what's the other? The, like, like Himalayan, Himalayan salt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pretty another, coarse grind. A special note is we kept the lid off the French press the entire time. So um, yeah. we don't steep it like tea uh, at all during this experiment. And also we pour it out for decanting as soon as it's done uh, yep. to, to remove any factor of, hey, it's going to extract... Extract further as it sets. So absolutely um, Here's a few talking points Um, Agitation and my question to Wes is when are we agitating in this experiment?
0: So we were really keeping it simple for this experiment uh, and How I look at agitation is the force that is applied by the brewer um, Which in this case would be when we poured the coffee or when I poured the water over the, the bed, it produces like this turbulent agitation from the swirling of the water. Uh, and then I really didn't agitate it at all until the end of the brew uh, when I plunged it. I didn't want to add any extra uh, force on the extraction. I just wanted to see what the coffee would do in the immersion. Sure. Uh, when we were talking about this, we were kind of like, oh, where, where do we begin with the French press? Uh, and I kind of decided to treat it much like a cupping, so we did not bloom the coffee as per normal brew methods, where you you know do a two to one, where if you have twenty grams of coffee, you bloom it for forty. We or I just went straight in with a full three hundred and twenty gram pour to the top and left right. it. There was it was just like I poured all the water at once and let it sit. Uh, so we tried to apply as Uh, least amount of force as possible for Uh, this experiment
1: absolutely so for the first experiment it's the countercultures papua new guinea sure i'm just going to read our notes this is very raw information yeah so here goes 35 seconds at 35 seconds there were signs of sweetness in the aroma vegetal and aromatics 50 seconds we saw crust forming the aromatics were muted by this one minute in there were sweet aromatics less vegetal uh, and it sat at three twenty grams uh in in water with no change really
0: yeah we weren't really like losing any there's no like weight loss on, right. on the scale
1: at one minute thirty seconds there was a solid crust formed
0: and here's where I was thinking when I because I was I was the the brewer for these experiments was that like you know I was looking at the crust and was thinking maybe we need to. Increase the grind setting, but we didn't. It was just a thought. I just I thought that the the grind setting looked a little coarse to to me. Right. I would have wanted to have a finer grind setting. Anyways, a, a minute fifty seconds in.
1: A minute fifty seconds, there were grounds dropping to the bottom As that density without any agitation. Right. Um. So the point of writing that is, the crust itself was uh degenerating.
0: It was disappearing. It was
1: basically disappearing without yeah. any interaction from us. Yep. So that's important. Um, becoming thinner and thinner at 2 minutes and 10 seconds. Turning into a foam around the same time, as if agitated, but no agitation.
0: Exactly. And it looked like I had stirred the pot and it left that foam, but I mean, I hadn't touched it at all.
1: At 2 minutes and 45 seconds, there's no crust at all. Done. At 3 minutes, we pressed
0: it. Exactly. Uh, and here's where, because I you know, had the first nose on the cup. I immediately thought it as under extracted or as Jesse would like to call it less extracted lesser extracted uh, yeah. to me. The color looked light. Uh, when I held it up to a light, it looked kind of transparent, yeah, but it, it gave, in a weird way for a French press. I thought, yeah,
1: it definitely gave like, if you can think like you're in a dark room, you hold up a light to it like a typical room light. Yeah. And it gave about an inch and a half of visibility not like see-through, but definitely like... It
0: almost looked like you could see the solids floating in the cup.
1: Oh, yeah. And you definitely could. Yeah, yeah. Um, and notice we are taking notes of some very maybe boring things, but I think all these things matter. Sure. Um, so, yeah. First first thoughts, even myself, were like, my expectations for this coffee were pretty low. Um, and we're going to tell you why that's so... Towards the end of the episode, because right. I think it will be quite surprising to
0: you. Did you did you mention the roast date on this? No, coffee I haven't, okay, and I'm not okay, going okay. to yet.
1: Um, so, uh, Wes was skeptical at the beginning, yep. and I couldn't blame him. The coffee looked wrong; like it just looked wrong. Yeah, it was transparent. Looked like floaters were in there, making
0: for a strange mouthfeel potentially. You know, and for me, the the aromatics were almost grassy. It smelled less extracted to me. Right. In fact. I was so certain that I had underextracted this coffee. I was like already in my mind thinking. The only thoughts I had were increase this grind setting. I was like, this is underextracted coffee.
1: Right, and we we were doing taster sizes. Yeah, Uh, we weren't just a little three hundred twenty gram brew, just a tiny brew, right, and. I mean, to be honest, we poured ourselves enough to taste it, and we yep. dumped the rest of the <laughs> coffee out. We, I thought
0: it was that bad. I was like, oh, we, we screwed <laughs> this one up, but we've got to taste it.
1: Now, here's what here's what the coffee was actually like, Yeah. Uh, per my descriptions at the time. The coffee was smooth, tea-like, and brown sugar sweetness. Uh, Wes and I were both blown away. Yeah, yeah, Uh This coffee's roast date was mysterious as of now. Sure. It had everything working against it, and yet it tasted like a semi-sweet oatmeal cookie to me. Hold the raisins. I, I got those raisins, actually. Oh, did you get those?
0: <laughs> so, so, if you can um, picture you know, the room, here I am with kind of a scowl on my face, smelling the coffee, not really impressed at all. And each sip, as the coffee was starting to cool and get cooler and cooler... It was getting harder and harder to hide the smile that was kind of creeping up on my face. And yeah, it was kind of hard to admit. I was like, looking at Jesse, and I'm like, is this coffee actually is good? It, yeah, <laughs> and I think
1: we we decided, and mind you, this is me talking about a French press here. Yeah. I said, this isn't only good. This is very good. It was
0: impressive.
1: It was very good. It was so good we did it again and drank yes. it again. And uh, and it just was, to
0: say, the second time we did the same exact... Uh, brew method and all that, and it came. The cup was the same,
1: all right. So let's continue. Experiment number oh, two. Oh, just just
0: an overview. Overview. we do a little overview. Well,
1: on I'm afraid we're gonna run like because okay. we have two more sure, to go sure, through. Sure. Um, so the second coffee was I call it Wes's Guatemalan strictly hard bean. Uh, what is it? Caballito? El
0: Caballito. Okay,
1: there you go. 82 plus. Um.
0: This is your government cheese Guatemalan strictly hard bean <laughs> coffee.
1: And here's here's the raw notes from the experiment. Yeah, there's a huge crust right off the bat. Oh, noting
0: noting everything was the same. Twenty oh, grams of coffee, right. three hundred twenty grams of water, grind setting at twenty six uh, on the brazza Encore, three minute brew time, no bloom, full pour. Huge crust right, right off, off the, the bat. bat.
1: Lots of gases es- escaping. Top almost looked dry. This is something Wes was really emphasizing. I didn't yeah. actually get the chance to look because I was taking notes.
0: It looked like there was no water on that crust. It looked like I poured water, but the, the grounds were dry floating on top. It was That's, so strange.
1: Yeah, it sounds strange. Yeah. But it's something he emphasized a lot. Three quarter inch crust forms at 50 seconds. Huge crust. It smells like brightness, he said. Citrus, maybe like a lemon. Enzymatic, kind of acidic. At one minute twenty-three, we see density shift in extraction and solids
0: begin to sink slowly.
1: There's a half inch of crust at one minute fifty-five seconds. No agitation looks like it wants to be agitated. Man, though. I was
0: dying to stir that cup.
1: Yeah, it's like it's, it was essentially blooming, and he's like, "I gotta stir <laughs> it." It just yeah. Uh, but the, I didn't. I did not. He did not because of science. That's right. Larger chunks dropping to the bottom at two minute and fif- uh, two minute fifteen seconds. Right. At this point, the aromatics are very sweet. Yeah, he said. Plum skin Um, was that aromatics, right? Aromatics. Yeah. Uh, Two minute and fifty seconds. About to plunge. Remind you. uh, Remind you. No agitation for the sake of of the experiment. Three minute plunge. And there was more resistance. It was
0: a it was a pretty good good resistance. Yeah,
1: compared to our first one, this one had a lot more resistance to it as you plunge. It
0: felt like I was pressing down a solid.
1: And. And you said the color looked very similar to the first one. So yep. the main difference we noticed was the crust and uh, the aromatics. and Aromatics. The and the... the uh, resistance. The, the
0: grounds weren't, weren't dropping to the bottom as quickly as the first experiment, the Papua New Guinea, either. And, and the Papua New Guinea's crust dissolved, whereas this one stayed intact. Right,
1: stayed intact. My initial thoughts into this. My my aromatic thoughts were it smelled like popcorn. I couldn't get that out of my head. Maybe there's something wrong with my nose. Maybe
0: I just am really bad at roasting coffee. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was that. I, I just, I mean, sometimes you just want to smell popcorn, and you just hope it's popcorn.
0: Did I ever tell you, like, sometimes when I, like, get a coffee from Uganda, there's actually little popcorn kernels that actually get roasted up sometimes with the coffee. Oh that's hilarious. And then I pull the coffee and there's like an actually there's like a blown up piece of popcorn <laughs> that you could eat. It's like imported from Uganda.
1: Wait a second. Was this today? Was this, no, this no, with no. this no, no, no I'm just no, no, Um you were I think I think you thought the aromatics were pretty pretty good on this one.
0: Uh I do think I liked the the, the aromatics. I thought that it smelled very bright. I was smelling uh, what I would call enzymatics. Uh, it it smelled like there was going to be a good amount of acidity to it. Um, it smelled fruity to me, like stone fruits. And I think I mentioned above, it smelled like plum skin, yeah. plum flesh, like sweet, tangy. And
1: mind you, I was talking about the smell, uh, I think, I only got to smell it in the cup. So you were smelling it actually as it was brewing, sure. giving off more aromatics, excuse me. Um but I think overall, we were we were kind of disappointed yep. with the cup itself. You know, all things were the same with the exception of the roast date, which we'll talk about soon. That's right. Um, but
0: overall, like the mouthfeel was just different. It was, in this case, I would really want to say it was lacking Was the cup. Was it lacking in what? So I think it had a lot of enzymatics and to me it was almost a sour flavor and when I closed my eyes and really thought about the character of the cup it was lacking in sweetness right
1: and I think that's when we determined well it was kind of sour maybe we should find the grind just a little bit for the next experiment that's right now if you're doing pure experiments you should definitely
0: not do that not do
1: that (laughs) um but for the sake of this episode we're not focused on making the best cup of coffee Per coffee, This is much more French press. Like, what is the French press doing yeah. uh, to our cup? Um, and so we're trying different coffees um, with very minuscule changes. Now, this is a big change for the third experiment. We changed our grind setting from 26 to 20 with the hopes that we are going to taste this coffee. So in
0: case you don't know what that means, that means we went six steps finer. Which is a significant change. Yeah, that's a pretty and big jump.
1: We did it on purpose. Um yeah. Ideally, you don't make those kinds of changes, typically. But we are trying to feel the French press out, so right. to speak. And this coffee was La Palma El Tucan's micro lot number one forty one, which is like an eighty seven plus, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. I cupped it today on a table of generic FNC Colombians, and what's this, FNC? I don't even know. Uh, it's like Federation. Okay. Coffee from Colombia. It's like gotcha. government cheese. Oh, okay, I got That's you. right. I just, I just caught that. Anyways, really good coffee, micro-lot coffee from La Palma. I talk about La Palma all the time. I absolutely love the coffee coming out of there. You guys should have seen the green. Anyways, he was- <laughs> we're not talking about the roast date yet, are we? No, no, okay.
1: not yet, not yet. So,
0: for this uh, experiment... Everything we kept the same except for the grind setting. Right. We had 20 grams to 320 grams of water. Grind setting was at a 20 on the Bratza Encore, and we brewed it for three minutes with no bloom and no agitation.
1: So, here's the raw data. Aromatics off the bat, apple juice. This is West talking.
0: Yes, this is me talking.
1: He is flipping out. He is like apple juice. I I'm remember like, you said apple cider, I'm and like, then you went, "No, no, dude, this apple is apple juice." juice. Yeah, it's so <laughs>
0: sweet and and appley in, a, in the smell.
1: At 45 seconds, there's a three.
0: Uh, w- what would you say? A- I think at this point, I was actually like freaking out.
1: Yeah, like, like I, I was like, Wes, tell me something <laughs> else. He's like, dude, it smells. Like, He's you, like, come over. I'm like you've got to
0: run over here and smell this coffee. It was. Uh, I think about forty-five seconds in. He's uh, a huge three-quarter-inch crust, uh, and I was pulling out aromatics of like graham cracker, hot out of the oven, like vanilla ice cream.
1: Yeah, I remember you said, "Oh, you were like vanilla," and I was like, "Like a breeze of vanilla," and you're like, "No, something, something deeper, vanilla cream." Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, dude, it was amazing.
1: At uh, one minute thirty-eight, solids started to drop. Yep. It looks like it wanted to be stirred as well. The crust doesn't didn't look so dry.
0: Although although the yeah out the, yeah, the crust looked healthier. It looked more saturated. It looked more wet on top, not so dry as the uh, experiment where we had it on the twenty six.
1: Yeah, and we still wonder I still wonder about that.
0: Closer it's
1: closer in grind setting to say a cupping uh That's right. grind setting is sure. what Wes
0: noticed. More of like a medium. Like you could use this for a V sixty easily.
1: Yeah. Um, you said the crust wasn't wavering. Um, at that at that time, aromatics were explosive from the get go, and yep. I think for the majority of the brew, yeah,
0: that was just hopped up on aromatics. Yeah, you were flipping out. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> uh, two minute, forty seconds, we were just ready to press, yep. and we pressed it at three minutes. That's right. Um, my thoughts were that the aromatics were phenomenal. Um, West did have me get up off the computer <laughs> and not take notes and sniff the sniff the coffee, and it smelled incredible um and i think i even looked at you and was like i know you have more experience than me on this because like i know it smells amazing but i don't know why and you were much more like i was
0: like jumping up and down he
1: was static.
0: <laughs> um it's like the smell of everything sweet everything nice all rolled up into one it was very very fruity and almost like a like tropical fruits, the the complexity of this coffee out of Colombia is one that is cannot be matched. I think La Palma is just doing the most incredible stuff in Colombia right now. Just, anyways, now I'm done r- done raving about it.
1: So the cup itself, though, yeah, was disappointing to me. Yeah, it was. And again, this is isn't about the coffee. We know the coffee is good. Is great. And, you know, Wes cupped it earlier today, right?
0: Scored it above he an 87. scored it.
1: Like, we know this coffee's phenomenal. It did not, however, taste phenomenal in the cup.
0: With the brewing. With
1: the brewing method. Yeah. With So, think about this. We just brewed. Our first brew felt like it was perfect.
0: It almost was perfect. It, like I, I kind of wanted to get a TDS on that. I
1: know. It was so good. That Wes and I were blown away, and, yeah. and we're going to reveal a few things here in a second.
0: I think these are the most critical things, what we're gonna about to reveal at the end. Here. Right,
1: right, definitely. So, it's interesting. Let's think back through our experiments. The first one, phenomenal. All around. The cup, well, with the exception of aromatics. The aromatics were very deceiving.
0: You know, I found that the most doubtful cup in aromatics was the most impressive in flavor. Right. And the the coffee that I was most impressed in the aromatics was actually disappointing in flavor, and I don't know why That's... that is. Why the aromatics would be like, oh, I'm not gonna like this. It's gonna be underextracted. But the coffee was just really good.
1: And and honestly, that the Papua New Guinea was it. I mean, it changed this guy, me, myself, from a French press unbeliever to a french press believer because that coffee it was that good
0: it seriously was awesome
1: so i mean we have to bring up this point it's going to blow your mind maybe it will Uh, maybe it won't but it blew my mind the Papua new guinea had been sitting on my counter for a month in its bag
0: it was roasted february 29th yeah uh over a month old
1: over a month old and that coffee tasted phenomenal
0: with the brewing method that we used
1: with the brewing method that we use with the french press with the parameters we set now the question is why the question is what does that mean in relationship to what we're told in this coffee culture right and what is true and what is not true i mean it i i'm i am not lying to you it, it was, was seriously impressive it was seriously very impressive
0: and you know what if someone had i mean i would have purchased that cup of coffee and at the end we were kind of wishing we hadn't poured it down the drain (laughs) yeah we ended up because i I totally thought i was like this is gonna be no good i dumped it down the drain and it was amazing
1: well how many times have you been told that you
0: know coffee's got it
1: you know after roasting like two weeks throw it away most then toss it because it's no good
0: i don't think there's much to that I
1: don't know what there is to that, because I see it in espresso. Like, honestly, in espresso, for whatever reason, it seems to make a ton of sense. But the French press just proved to me, tonight, that that's just not true. That
0: coffee was phenomenal. Uh, And here's also a critical fact about the next two coffees we're discussing. The Guatemalan SHB El Cabrito 82+, and the La Palma El Tucan. Colombian micro lot number 141. These were both roasted six hours ago.
1: Right. So these are very fresh coffees.
0: Right out of the roaster, so to speak. And
1: what we learned about those is, well, they smell phenomenal.
0: But given the brew time and the grind setting, they were lacking in extraction. And which is weird because the coffee I thought was going to be the most. Underextracted was spot on. And the other two coffees that I thought the aromatics smelled excellent, those coffees were the ones that were actually tasting like they were lacking in extraction, lacking in sweetness, lacking in body, lacking in everything that we like in in a cup of coffee, which it was roasted six hours ago. So there's a lot of freshness that plays into it. But that's something to look at. Right, the the freshness of of the coffee, you know, you know, one day or six hours versus one month brewed on the same method. We actually preferred the month old coffee, more as than opposed to the... more than
1: preferred. I think it goes further. I mean, than it
0: was a very very excellent cup of coffee. So with all this with said, with a French press.
1: Oh yes, with <laughs> which, a French is, which press. is like
0: in bold a statement right there.
1: Okay, with this, some final thoughts. And we don't have to answer all these questions, but let's just kind of bring them to the front and maybe address them on Instagram. i have you guys address these. Um, What do we think about particle size effect and the resistance in the actual pressing motion of the French press? What does the particle size do specifically in French press? Um, Let's continue with questions because we're not going to be able to address them. It's
0: also interesting, based on these experiments that we did, to consider the relationship between... Roast date and extraction. Yes. What does the roast date play uh, in extraction? And how can we use this knowledge to manipulate our brews for the better? Also, another quick thought I had at the very end of all this was, uh, what happens to solids during extraction? Uh, do solids continue to extract uh, you know, after dissolving into the beverage, which could result in a flavor change? Or are the dissolved solids secure in their flavor profile as soon as they're dissolved? Uh, just crazy thought out there. If you guys happen to have an answer or a thought on that, I would love to hear it. Do
1: you brew French press at home? What works? Share it with us on Instagram at The Coffee Podcast.
0: Happy brewing.